Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Because I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I'll win the fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. This is the crossover. Just listen. So everybody right now, please welcome Dan Needles. Needles. Ted Davis. Davis. And Mitch Thunder Nellis. That's exactly what the Detroit Pistons were saying last night. Oi! 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 This Giannis kid. Oi! Oh. What was that uh, slogan? Bucks in six? With Bucks in six. We did the Moses Malone last night. Bucks in foe. Bucks in foe. Hey, there's Dan Needles. Dan Needles, ladies and gentlemen, there was a there was a basketball player many, many years ago who played in both. Oh, your headphones are right there. Uh, in both the ABA and the NBA, his name was Marvin Barnes. And he, they called him Marvin Bad News Barnes because just bad news seemed to follow him. And he was known to be late. And he would show up right at game time. And the coach would get on him. And Marvin Barnes would go, on time is game time for bad news. So needles walked in right as the uh, right as the theme came on. Timed it perfectly. In, in all fairness, I was here five minutes ago at least. Yep. But I was talking, and I forget that we start before ten o'clock. A little bit, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, Bucks in four. They were the Swiffer last night. Everybody was using the broom. I use a Swiffer at my house. It's more effective. It doesn't get the dust flying up in the air. It helps your allergies. So uh, the Bucks were the Swiffer last night, and they just uh, totally just ripped the heart out of the Pistons in the second half and just made them their their hopes were crushed and they were on vacation. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Tim Scott was saying, uh, they'll sweep them easily. And I said, I don't think it'll be that easy. And when you look at the final score, he was right. But if you watch the way the game went, yeah. I was right. I was really I, I was really wondering if the Pistons would at the first sign of adversity Okay, we're done. We gave it a shot. And they had a 12-point lead early. The Bucks come back and take the lead. And then the Pistons didn't quit. I give them credit in that series. They knew they were done. It's like Utah last night. You know, you're not going to come back from a 3-0 no. deficit in a NBA series. But the Rockets couldn't close last night. Right. And the Bucks did. Yeah. Big difference. I, the moment that Pat Con- Connaughton picked off that pass at the top of the key, when they threw it into Luke Kennard, and the Bucks were down one, 82 to 81, and he blows it down the floor and dunks it, and the Bucks took the lead, 83-82. I knew right then the game was over. Right then, I knew that's it. Once the Bucks got the lead, it, it was going to be over. And sure enough, by the end of the third quarter, they were up 10. That started a 14 to three run by the Bucks, and Pistons were done. I never even saw that play. I was, uh, 
was running. It was a really difficult night last night being on your own in the sports office with the 9 o'clock newscast and having to be real early in the 9 o'clock newscast to talk about a Bucks game that's in progress yep. and then go back and then go back out on set at 9.20 to talk about a Bucks game that's in progress right? and then go back and then put together different highlights for a 10 o'clock, two sets of highlights, and then Brewers. Because at one point when I went out there, the Brewers game was like uh, five to four, mm-hmm. and an hour later it's twelve to four. I didn't see the Braun play because I was working. Did he really botch it poorly? See, that's another one I didn't see. Okay, see, I I was I was working. Ty, did you see it? Ty's here, by the way. No, I did not. Uh, we are TNT today. Thunder is still on vacation, so we're t- still TNT. Uh, here's here's one thing I want to know. And did, did you get a hold of the reporter? That I are we is he going to come on? Channel 12 news anchor and reporter Ben Wagner will join us at 10.20. Here's what I want to know. I kept, uh, I had the uh, Fox monitor feed, TV feed on my monitor. I didn't have the sound up because I'm, but they kept showing the Pfizer Forum mm-hmm. public event last night. It looked packed. I mean, it, it looked did. like a lot of people were there. I mean, what, what, what more do you want? Big screen TV and beer. How about good weather? Yeah, it wasn't. Four games for the Bucks, and three of them, the weather has been rotten. Crappy. Yeah, it was raining. and I can't wait till it's like a... Uh, like Monday. 79-degree night like, or something. Oh, no, like Sunday. Sunday was the day. If you had a game Sunday, it was 80 here, perfect. right? Yeah. Oh, it had been perfect. So they, they haven't... But it uh, looked like a lot of people were there. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I want to know, and that's why we're going to talk to Ben Wagner at 1020. What was the atmosphere like? So if you were there last night, and you're listening to us now on the crossover... Uh, at 97.3 The Game, sports talk that rocks on the FM dial. Feel free to call us up and just tell us what it was like last night. Uh, 799-1973. You don't have to be nervous. Uh, nobody's actually listening, so you're not you're not going to be talking to a whole bunch of people. It's just me and Dan and Ty in here. That's it. Uh, and you, you're the one person listening. Uh, 799-1973. Let us know what the atmosphere was like uh, during the game and as the Bucks were wrapping it up last night. Um, and so, look, that... 71 to 42, they outscore them in the second half. That's and it's it's deceiving in a way because when I watch that, I think they're going to do that to Boston. And I know Boston is a much better team way than much Detroit. Better. Yeah, the, the playoffs begin now. Uh, th- it, this is serious. This is when it gets serious right now. Uh, but hey, I, I keep saying this, I've said this for a long time uh, this season as this has gone on and you now realize how good this Bucks team is. I mean, they're now 64 and 22 for the season, <laughs> 64 and 22. Um, every team in the East is going to have a problem beating the Bucks four times in seven games. They haven't lost two in a row only once. That's so if that trend continues of not losing two in a row, they're going to win the championship. They're certainly going to get to the NBA finals. And while Boston is really good now and they're playing their best basketball at this point, I just think the Raptors, the 76ers, or the Celtics are going to have a hard time beating the Bucks four times in seven games. The Celtics swept, but they didn't dominate. Like, the Bucks' domination was kind of historic. How, I th- what did I see? They were the first team to win their first four playoff games, or second team to win their first four playoff games by at least 15 points. Yep. And the Celtics were close game, close game, close game, you know, pull it out at the end, which is a good sign that they can do that. But you can do that against Indiana. 
Can you do that against a Milwaukee team that is really good at closing games out? Yeah. I don't know. That that stretch last night when it was when it got up to 115 to 90. Yeah. It was like a 17 to 2 run. It was part of that bigger run. Mm-hmm. But it was like a blitzkrieg. Oh, and then then Giannis hits a 3 to make it 108 to 90 or something like that. And you go, "Oh, come on." <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't just Giannis at that point. Oh, no. Bledsoe uh, hit a three. Middleton hit a three. Miritich. Nico hit a three. Oh, it, the thing that's scary is that Miritich is just now getting back into form. And he's hit six threes in the last two games. So his shot is starting to come back. That adds another weapon. Hopefully at some point in this next series, Brogdon comes back. That's another weapon. Teams are at a point now where they have to think in their minds – we got to score up in the 120 range just to win. That puts so much pressure on a team's offense. Uh, but, look, Boston can do it. Uh, the Bucks lost in seven last year when they didn't have Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, which they do now. Marcus Smart is a loss for them, but not something that they can't overcome, I don't think. You're going to have two of the best coaches in the league, Budenholzer and Brown, Brown, Brad Stevens, I think are top five coaches in the league and they'll make adjustments from game to game and it'll be fascinating to see what what they do Al Horford does a decent job of guarding Giannis even though I, I think there are times that Giannis is just unguardable at this point uh that play he made on Drummond last night was that's Michael Jordan like the look on Drummond's face was what did he just do yeah I, <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because he came out really fired up to to have a big night and he tried early mm-hmm. and twice he went up for dunks and first Giannis and then Lopez contested and he missed the dunk and missed badly yeah. on the dunks and then Giannis decided I'm going to get everybody on the team into foul trouble how many fouls did they pick up guarding Giannis I mean Griffin fouled out did Drummond foul out? Uh, Drummond did not foul out, but Griffin five. did. He had five. Bruce Brown had a bunch early yeah. on Giannis. Thon had, what, five? Boy, did Thon have a bad series. Oof. I mean, I like the kid. He's a good guy, but he's just not much of a player. I, I tweeted out the other night, and somebody sent the, the gif, the gif, whatever it is, I think Bob Brainerd did, of Bambi. Trying to stand up on ice. <laughs> That's Thon. He's kind of he, He's just all over the place. He can't. <laughs> when he finally gets that centering, I think he can be a, a pretty decent NBA player. But, but it takes him forever to get there. Yeah. That's why I, I, when he was with the Bucks, he would get the ball near the basket, and it took him so long to kind of get it and get gather himself. And he would bring the ball down and get smaller, and then he'd try to jump up. Defense recovered. Yeah. No, they're collapsing on him. So he had a bad series, but uh, yeah, that play. Uh, there were two plays. The one where Drummond, you know, couldn't believe what Giannis did. There was another one on. It was on one of those plays where Giannis challenged Drummond at the rim, and then took off down the right wing and just in like four strides, he's at the other end of the floor and they make a pass ahead to him. He catches it, he lays it in, and there's an and one. That's him doing it on both ends of the floor. And I just went, oh, my gosh, look at the athletic ability that that kid has. Just extraordinary. And we're watching it right here. And the defensive play that will get the most attention because it was spectacular was the block on Ish Smith. Yeah. But he had 
I thought, better defensive plays than that because on that one, he knocked it out of bounds and the Bucs didn't get the ball. He had so many other alters or blocks where the Bucs were able to start a break because of it. And there's not a lot of guys in the NBA right now that can do that. Defense is not the forte of a lot of real big men. Like, I look at Embiid. He could be a real a dominating defensive player if that was his focus. But instead, he seems more concerned with shooting three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy Gobert is a shot stuffer. Right. But a lot of guys challenge him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll beat him on a dunk. Oh, Giannis has done it a few times. I mean, just posterized him. Uh, so we don't know when the game is yet. I, I, I'm surprised we haven't found out yet. Uh, there was some feeling among people who kind of have a heads up about what's happening that it will be this weekend rather than waiting until Monday. We thought they might make wait, uh, a week till next week. Uh, I think it's going to be Saturday or Sunday, and I got the indication it might be Sunday. I would prefer that they didn't go up against the NFL draft. Is it over by Sunday? It's over Saturday. Okay. Saturday at like 6 o'clock. And that's coming up this week. So what a week for you to figure out how to – I assume no one's on vacation this week because you've got things you have to cover? As uh, as of right now, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's on vacation. So you've got to send people up to Green Bay on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you've got to cover the Bucks this weekend. And you're getting help from your news department – obviously, covering mm-hmm. the Fiserv Forum event last night. So, all right, do you plan this, or does the news director plan this, or do you coordinate with the news director, or how does this work? There's quite a few people. Assignment desk, yeah, uh, executive producers. Sometimes I'm in the loop, sometimes I'm not. They just point you like a bird dog? Mm-hmm. Go, go. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this is going to be fun. We haven't experienced this since 2001, and I was – we were in the media dining room last night, which is my favorite place to hang out because that's where the free food is. And media people love to hang out where there's, oh, listening, they're, they're mowing outside of our. What a, a concept. This is a sure sign of spring. A week ago, they were shoveling. I know. Can, they, can people hear that? Can they hear the mower? There he goes. He's backing up. There he goes. That's a sure sign of spring when they're mowing outside of our uh, studios here. You know, Ted, this is different than 2001. I remember when they played Doc Rivers and Tracy McGrady and the Magic. And the Magic. McGrady must have averaged about 40 points a game in that series. Uh, he he abused Robinson, and yet the Bucks still won. They won, but there was, I don't think in town there was a, a thinking, oh, the Bucks got this, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, sweep them. The next series was, they were behind. They were behind. Charlotte. 3-2 going into game six. In Charlotte. In Charlotte on my birthday. The only time I've had a team play on my birthday, which is in May, May 17th, and I hope to do it again. That would be in the Eastern Conference Finals this year, by the way. And we played in Charlotte game six, and the Bucks had a terrible first half. They're down 3-2, and at halftime, I think they were down 16 to the Hornets. Hornets couldn't miss. Third quarter starts, kind of like last night. And all of a sudden... Sells hitting shots. Robinson's hitting shots. Ray Allen's hitting threes. Boom, shakalaka. They came back and won that and won game seven. It wasn't easy. This is a better team. It's a better team. A lot better team. Yeah. And we'll kind of put this in perspective of what 
This is 2001 to 2019. I, I start to tell the story. We were in the media room talking about it last night, and uh, we came up with some things that I think will put this whole thing into perspective about how long this has been since this area has been able to jump on board this bandwagon and ride this playoff run that hopefully we're going to see on into uh, hopefully into June, maybe. 17 years. There are juniors in high school that have never seen the Bucks win. They've never been alive for the Bucks <laughs> to win a playoff game, a series. And I was there in 2001, and I wasn't that young then. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, this We're underway here on uh, 97.3 The Game. Crossover with TNT, Ted Needles, and Thunder. Again, if you want to reach us, 799-1973. That's also the text number. Hey, the Spring Green Cash Contest is coming up this weekend. It's a nationwide contest. All you have to do is listen for the keyword. When you hear the keyword, text 200-200, and you could win $1,000. There's all sorts of legal stuff involved that I don't want to do, so uh, it'll be coming up. All right, we'll talk about what happened at uh, Pfizer Forum Plaza last night with Ben Wagner. That's who we're talking to. Ben Wagner of Channel 12 News is next with TNT. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is the crossover with TNT, Ted Needles and Ty on 97.3 The Game, Sports Talk That Rocks. Because we're really clever, we thought, hey, what were the hits of 2001? And this is one of them. This is Three Doors Down, Kryptonite. I don't remember a lot of music from 2001, to tell you the truth. Were you Nothing a, stands out. Were you in a fog that year? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we've got some hits that uh, are pretty good. We've got some movies that... You go, wow, I can't believe it's been that long since that movie was out. Uh, last night, they had a public viewing event at Pfizer Forum in the Beer Plaza, or they're, they're calling it the Deer Plaza. See, they're, they're pretty clever, too. Mm-hmm. And Ben Wagner of Channel 12 was there covering that event. He joins us now here on the crossover. And so, good morning, Ben. What was the atmosphere like last night? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, it was loud. It was loud, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. You mentioned, you know, 2001. We talked to some fans who were out there, and they had the Ray Allen jerseys on and everything from that year. Um, and I, I asked a few of the few of the fans out there, "What do you remember about the 2001 series?" 
Uh, and one of them said, well, uh, I was born in 2001, so I don't remember a thing about it. <laughs> so it was um, it was a good crowd. Um, and I'll tell you, the, uh, the the deer plaza there between uh, between bars there on, on Old World 3rd, as you go toward the arena, um, it was jam-packed. Hundreds of people there uh, huddled underneath that roof, which was really doing its job last night when we saw a little bit of rain. But it was... Uh, it was loud. Um, I think a lot of Bucks fans came in there with with a with a lot of confidence to the beginning of that game, and when when they weren't going the Bucks' way uh, in that first half, uh, they quieted down quite a bit. But the second half, you saw what happened. Every time Giannis touched the ball, we heard the MVP chant. Uh, every dunk, every shot made the the crowd really went nuts. So a lot of fun to be out there last night. A lot of people there too on a, on a Monday evening too. In 2001, there were would have been at a Bucks game a lot of Ray Allen jerseys, a lot of Glenn Robinson. You'd find some Sam Cassell. The uh, the the uh, overriding personality of that team, though, was George Carl, the coach. This one, it's Giannis. I'm curious, were there many current Bucks jerseys on people's backs besides Giannis, or was it just like all Giannis jerseys? It was it was mostly Giannis jerseys, although a surprising amount of, of Ray Allen jerseys there too. I think just because the purple jerseys are so are, have such a good look to them. I think um, a few Chris Middleton jerseys. Um, there was one one guy had a, a custom Bucks and Six jersey on last night that you may have to revise. Nice. Uh, probably have to get probably have to get a new one for last night. Um, yeah, but it's but yeah, it is it is a uh, a mostly a Giannis crowd when it when it came to the jerseys uh last night i think i saw uh, a lopez jersey uh one or two maybe um and then a few bledsoe jerseys but yeah yeah 34 there were a lot of number 34 jerseys there last night uh ben wagner has joined us of channel 12 news he was covering the uh public event at Pfizer forum last night if you really wanted to be different walk into that thing with a bonzi colson jersey on see what see what reaction you get <laughs> Bonzi, Bonzi, number do they, fifty. Do they sell those anywhere? <laughs> I don't have one made up. Maybe Come a on, Tim Frazier. You know, uh, Tim Frazier, Bonzi. Uh, so uh, you said there were hundreds of people. Whether like eight or nine hundred, a thousand. What do you think were there last night? You know, it, it was it was probably over a thousand. I'm 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 awful at estimating how many people are in any one place. Um, you you look at those pictures from last night, um, and it's a it's it's not too compact, but it is certainly more of an alleyway up. Uh, by that 28-foot TV where most people were watching the watching the game last night. Uh, I would say there were probably over 1,000 people there. And especially, you know, they had two TVs, right? One of them is out by closer to Pfizer Forum, and then the other one is in this alleyway, which is closer to the beer garden. And, of course, the one closer to the beer garden was the more populated spot. Um, but when there was a little bit of rain, they moved everybody from that that outdoor-ish area, more outdoor uh, TV, into... Um, kind of the the alleyway there, um, and that's when it really, really got busy. And of course, that was right about nine o'clock, I think, when when some rain was supposed to move in. It never really rained all that much there last night downtown, so it really held off until after the game had ended. Um, but everybody was in one spot uh, for that third, last half of the third, and then the fourth quarter there as well. So that's when it really got loud. And that's when it really felt like there were, there were a lot, a lot of people there. Um, you know, then of course, Bango came out. Uh, they had the rim rockers out there. It was quite the party on a Monday night. 
you know, I want to know just they haven't had good weather yet for that. And I'm just trying to imagine what it's going to be on maybe a 80 degree day when people can stand out. How many people do you think will show up? I mean, how I, I can't imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like outside of the building. And we know what it's like inside of the building. Well, that's the thing for the home games, too. It's even busier out there. And then you add a weekend, uh, possibly a weekend playoff game at home. Uh, that whole plaza area is, is nearly shoulder to shoulder. And you really can't get into that other spot there between the bars on, on third. Um, yeah, it, I think back to what would that have been? Game two. Uh, when was game two again? Was that on a Sunday? No, uh, game one was Sunday. Game two was Wednesday, I want to say. Yeah, I think that you mean talking about the Boston series last year? No, no, actually, no. Oh, the, thinking, oh, the Bucks. Maybe, yeah, the, the, the Bucks series. The, the Sunday crowd, even when it was snowing, uh, it was busy. It was busy there, too. So, I mean, an 80-degree day, uh, Milwaukee doesn't do anything better on an 80-degree day than come out, watch sports, have a beer. Uh, and, and hang out with friends. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a fun space, and it's it's still growing. There's there's you know you've got two restaurants there right there on the plaza now, um, Good City and then Punchbowl Social, and then Mecca is supposed to open here pretty quick too. Uh, so that whole area there is really building itself up to be quite the the, the place to really go and then watch any sort of sporting event, whether it's the Bucks. Brewers, the Packers in the fall, um, it, it should be, it should be busy, and, and it's only going to get busier and busier. I think as the as the Bucks keep going through the playoffs. What what was the kind of average age? Are we talking in the twenties of the fans that were there? Because I worry about the staying power. This could last until June. Will they be able to handle doing this uh, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty more times? Uh are you doubting the city's resolve to go out and have beer, Dan? Yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw fans there. Uh, it was there were a lot of you know twenty something, thirty somethings there, but I saw families too. It wasn't quite a. It wasn't like a ruckus, rowdy bar scene, just because it was outside. So there's space to move around, and you're not. You don't have to be in the middle of a huge crowd where it's super loud. You can be in, you can be at a table. You can sit down if you want to, you can grab some food and bring it out there too. Um, so I saw families there with, with kids. I saw folks that were um, probably in their sixties or seventies out there too. So there were, I mean, a lot of, a lot of young people for sure. But uh, if, if you wanted to bring kids down there, I, there was really no problem in doing that too. So we saw a lot of that too. All right, Ben, uh, I wanted to get an eyeball version of what was going on, so I appreciate it. Wait, before you go, Donna Knott in Brookfield tweeted, at WISN, Ben, here's something you can discuss with NBA Ted. What was your first exposure to D-Needle's prolific gas issues? Prolific what? Gas issues. Oh, boy. Day one? What was that, three and a half years ago? <laughs> <laughs> is that a rite of passage? At Channel Twelve, it is. Yeah, okay. It it's, is right when you, right when you sign your, right when you sign your contract, they bring you over to the sports office and just sit you down there for about fifteen minutes, and that's and that's how you start at Channel Twelve. It's not my fault, but it is hazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
All right. Um, I would like to experience that once. I don't think I'll ever get to because I'm either going to be at the game or in the studio for I one of these I games. I won't either. I won't, I, I won't know what that's like. Uh, there's. <laughs> I've joked that if, at the top where I sit, I'm, a, I'm at the top of Section 107. And where I sit, I can look up to the top section. Mm-hmm. And they have the Jack Daniels bar up there. And I, I love my Jack and Coke with a little twist of lime after a game. You know, that's the way you relax. And uh, I, I've talked to my broadcast partner, Dennis Krause. I said, you know, we should do a broadcast from up there. And he goes, I don't think you could see the court from up there. I said, does it matter? <laughs> All you need is a TV monitor. <laughs> Just put me in the Jack Daniels bar, put a TV in front of me, give me an effects feed, and we're good to go. You know what? Living here all my life, we've been asking for this for two decades, three decades, four decades to have a team this good. That's capable of winning a championship. Yeah. There was always something. You had hope in the late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s. You had hope, but the realism was, yeah, the Celtics or 76ers yeah. or Lakers are going to be better. You know, even I had that stat last night that the last time they swept a, a seven-game series – was 1983, and they beat the Boston Celtics. They beat Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics. Which was a shocker. Four zip. And they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and what's waiting for them? Fo fo fo. Moses Malone. The and Philadelphia, it, Dr. J, the Philadelphia 76ers, and they couldn't beat them. And the Sixers went on to win the title that year. The, the Bucks were the only team to beat them in the playoffs that year. And as good as the Bucks are now, that year, it looked like Detroit against Milwaukee now. Any time, anybody that played Philadelphia, they were that good. And no matter what the Bucks threw at them, they'd be competitive. Every game's competitive. The 76ers had closed the deal. And it was so frustrating because you knew the Bucks were probably the second best team in the NBA, and yet they weren't even close to the best team. Now, by the way, that could happen again this year. I mean, these teams are fairly equal. Um, but I, I think this Bucks team has a lot of things that they do so well. They're good offensively. They're good defensively. Uh, they share the ball. They've got a superstar. And in this next series, every game, Giannis will be the best player on the floor. Kyrie Irving's a good player. Irving's a good player. Hayward's a good player. But Giannis is the best player on the floor every game, and I think you put your money on the team that has the best player. Guys that always worry me on on Boston, as we saw last year, Brown and Tatum. Yep. They're so talented, and yet they've had to take on more of a subservient role this year than they did last year because of Kyrie being back and because Hayward is back. And I think that may have been one of the biggest problems they had as a team trying to gel all year long was those guys trying to figure out what their role was. I don't know if they completely have. But they, they're playing so much better now than they did in January or February or March. They are. I mean, there was a lot of talk out of Boston this year. There was, there was a lot of chatter about, you know, this isn't that good of a team. Right. They, what's wrong with the Celtics? Brad Stevens lost control of the team. Yep. You know, it's playoff time now. Things will be different. They're pretty good. And so uh, it begins this weekend. I, I was talking about sitting in the media room last night uh, eating uh, chicken fingers and pizza, so I was very happy. And we were sitting around a table talking about, okay, if they wrap it up tonight, first time since 2001, how do you put this in perspective? And Katie George was there, who's the sideline reporter for Fox Wisconsin, and she said, well, I was six. 
<laughs> let me get my walker with the little tennis balls on the bottom of it. And so I, I looked up. I said, okay, let me try to put this in perspective. So I, I Googled uh, on the Google machine here because I know how to do that on the Google machine. I Googled in top movies of 2001, and this came up immediately. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That was the first movie. They had nine of them, I think. Wow. That was the first one. Wow. Uh, the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring came out that year. Black Hawk Down, Legally Blonde, The Fast and Furious, A Beautiful Mind with uh, Russell Crowe. That was a fantastic movie. Shrek came out. The original Shrek came out. Zoolander came out. Oh, wow. In 2001. You know what else opened in 2001? What? Miller Park. Wow, okay. Okay, that puts it in perspective, too. Which it was supposed to st- open the year before. Yeah. And, of course, we know the crane crashed and everything. And and what's odd is you think about when that opened, the Brewers were a really bad team. Awful team. The Bucks opened their new arena, and they're the best team in the league. I mean, you could not have asked for a better situation for no. the opening of a new arena. It's a perfect storm to have that new building and a team this good. I, I think ownership and management had a plan to maybe you know be competitive by the time you go into the new arena and have a team that you think can make a deep run, but I don't think even in their wildest dreams they thought they could have a team that's this good. I mean, it's it's generational, not just the, that they're that good. There's an entire generation of Bucks fans that are being born this year with the combination of the new arena and the team being this good. And Giannis. And Giannis. Yeah. There are people that will be Bucks fans for 20, 30 years who are just jumping on the bandwagon this year. They're just noticing the Bucks, And the economic impact of that will last a long time, not just attending games, but buying Bucks gear, everything else that goes with it. I call it the Giannis effect. It has such a, you know, whatever they're going to pay him in this next contract, and I think he'll stay here if we're still competitive, whether it's $28, $30 million a year because he's going to be in that range, they make it back at some point with higher TV ratings, higher advertising rates they can charge, um, more more revenue from uh, uh, merchandise sales. I mean, there's more Bucks gear than I've ever seen. And um... with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I feel like I, I need to say something, give some kudos to the, the people at Fox Sports Wisconsin. Okay. I don't think people that aren't in the industry don't know how difficult that is on a night like that where they've got one entire crew in St. Louis, Dario's doing the pregame down there, and yep. they're broadcasting that game. They know their competition is their other channel, 
right. with all the Bucks people right. in Detroit. Yep. And those were two really good broadcasts. There weren't technical issues. It's not like you didn't feel like they had everything strung out to every last possible, you know, they called somebody in just to do this. They were really good broadcasts on both of them. It's a shame that they have to compete with each other. Um, I would assume the ratings of the Bucks were much higher than the Brewers. I would think so, just given a sweep game. Yeah, and it's playoff time. Yeah. Um, Princess Diaries came out in 2001. Ooh, Anne Hathaway. Ooh, she, Anne Hathaway is an interesting, interesting woman to look at. Because when you first look at her, you're like, oh, her eyes are too big and her nose are, you know, nose doesn't fit the face or like it, like it's pieces that don't go together. But then the more you look at her, the more you go, she's hot. It's a, it's an odd mm. thing. When I first, like every time she comes on the screen, I look at her, I go, that doesn't all fit together. And then I watch her a little bit and I'm like, oh, damn, she is hot. I would agree. <laughs> but I'm a dirty old man, so, you know. Um, all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, – the Brewers in the draft, because that is coming up this weekend. And also, I don't know if you've seen this video. It's all over. It's all over the Internet. It's viral. Uh, it, it, it's it's an indication that if this is happening to, to you, you need to reevaluate your life. I don't know if you've seen the video of the guy getting his butt kicked by the Easter Bunny. I saw the thing, but I didn't watch the video. We'll talk about it when we come up next. Yes, this is from 2001. Sometimes I like Train, sometimes I don't. This was an okay song. This is Tears of Jupiter, is that it? What? Drops of Jupiter. Drops of Jupiter. At some point, they're going to merge with, uh, what is that, a Maroon 5. (laughs) And uh, who's the the group that did Clocks? Become Marooned Train. Coldplay. Coldplay. (laughs) They'll they'll be headlining Summerfest 40 years from now on the uh, the BMO Harris Pavilion or something. All right, uh, coming up at uh, 1120, Tom Hodricourt will join us from St. Louis. We'll get an update on the Brewers. And, of course, we'll have lots of draft talk this week. Uh, It starts on Thursday and goes for three days. And uh, Packers at 12 and 30. We'll have lots of draft talk. This is 97.3 The Game, the crossover with TNT. Back after this. Sterling Brown out of SMU and keeps to out of Oh my goodness. Wow. This is unbelievable what we're witnessing. I'm serious. That is something else. You've got to be kidding me. Hang time on this. Look at this. That was the reaction on uh, the TNT broadcast last night for the Giannis double pump shot up against Andre Drummond. And I had the same reaction too. Like, oh my gosh, did that really happen the look on drummond's face was classic too he was like nobody does that to me i'm a big dude it was kind of i didn't follow him did i what what happened you <laughs> just had that look of a like, what uh you're you're old enough to remember this and if if you're not old enough to remember it google it because you'll laugh the old warner brothers cartoons classic cartoons the coyote is chasing the roadrunner right and at some point in every episode he would run off a cliff and he would keep running because he didn't realize he was had run off the cliff. And then he would stop, and he'd hang in the air for a, like a few me, seconds. Me. And then, then he'd realize, I'm, I'm hanging in the air. And then he would drop. And you'd have that overhead shot of him hitting the bottom, and there'd just be a little puff Boom. of dirt at the bottom. 
Giannis can hang in the air like Wiley Coyote. He just seems to suspend himself for a minute. I'm just looking at the video now that the Bucks tweeted out of the team's return home last night. Yeah, they were. I was there too. Yeah, they were. What What time did you guys get in? Uh, it was about one o'clock. There's a lot of fans out there. I, I you know, I'm bad at estimating. I'm kind of like Ben Wagner, but there were at least a couple of hundred, maybe three hundred. And it was funny because they had this gauntlet where we walk out to our cars with, with our luggage, and so uh, I was like one of the first ones off and. So I'm walking down this gauntlet, and everybody's high-fiving me like I've done something. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I had pizza and chicken wings in the press room. Then I did the game. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I did my part. It's better than, hey, Ted, your team sucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a true story. When I was doing Mavericks games, we were playing at the old Richfield Coliseum in Ohio. And the bus parked outside. And so you had to go outside and then go to the bus. And they had these barricades over there where fans would line up to get autographs. And I don't know, they were like, come out there one night, and there's probably four or five deep on each side of fans wanting to get autographs. And every time the door would open, everybody's head would turn, look at the door, like, okay, who's that? So I open up the door, and I come out to go to the bus. And sure enough, everybody's head turns, looks. And the people in the back couldn't see because they were blocked off. So somebody in the back goes, when I walked out, open the door, walk out. Somebody in the back goes, who is it? And a guy in the front goes, ah, it's nobody. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll see you next time. Hello, kettle calling the pot black. You're standing outside to get autographs that you're going to resell. Yeah. Oh, another quick story. Ted has stories. This is Ted. Uh, this is Uncle Ted telling stories. This is completely off the beaten track, but we do this. Uh, one year, Oscar Robertson was filling in for John McLaughlin on television. And we're playing in New Jersey against the Nets, and uh, Jason Kidd has a triple-double during the game. As he did, he had 108 of them in his career. And to get to the bus there, he had to go up this long ramp, and then right at the top of the ramp was where the buses are. Well, Oscar was not flying back to Milwaukee with us. He was going home to where he lives in Cincinnati. So he's up at the top of this ramp waiting for a car to come pick him up to take him, I think, back to the hotel because he was flying the next day. John Steinmiller longtime Bucks exec, mm -hmm. was standing there with him, and he told me this story. So they're standing there, Oscar and John Steinmiller, and the, these people are waiting for autographs because the cars would pull up out of the lot they had down below. There was a ramp, and they'd stop and sign autographs. So they're waiting for Jason Kidd. And Oscar says to this group of kids there, oh, you, you like Jason Kidd, huh? You waiting for him? And the kid goes, yeah, he got a triple-double tonight. Who do you know that could almost get a triple-double every night? <laughs> Oscar never said anything. Never said oh and all he said was John Steinmiller said all I said all he said was, hmm, I might be able to think of somebody. <laughs> never told the kid who he was standing next to. The kid to this moment has no idea that on a on a planet of how many people? Nine billion people, he was standing next to the one person who not only could do it, but did it. And averaged for an entire season. If <laughs> if he would have known if anybody would have made a big deal of it back then like they do now, do you think it would have affected him that he would have? I, I don't get the feeling he would have tried more. Not like Russell do Westbrook it. does. No. No. Um, all right, so th this <laughs> video went viral. I've, I've watched this thing like four or five times, and I laugh every damn time. It's so funny. In Orlando, Florida over the weekend, there was a, some guy on a street, and he gets into a fight with what looks like his girlfriend or wife or something, and he's – 
he's he's trying to hit her. I mean, it's it's domestic violence, and I'm not I'm not glorifying that. But out of nowhere comes someone to break it up, coming to the rescue of the woman. It was a guy in an Easter bunny suit, a white Easter bunny suit. And he jumps in there and starts wailing on the guy who's trying to mess with the girl there and just pulls him over and just starts hitting him with haymakers. I mean, he is wailing on him. You might want to reevaluate your life if your butt's getting kicked by the Easter bunny. Did the Easter bunny get in trouble? I don't think so because he broke up. The, I, I would hope not. The cops show up almost immediately and they pull the guy off and they got the guy. You know, they got him away. And then the Easter Bunny is doing shadow boxing with the guy. <laughs> like, oh, come on. You want more? I'm in the, in the Easter Bunny suit. Superheroes come in a lot of different outfits. Yep. All right. I'm looking at the, uh, looking at the standings here. And I admit I've been engrossed in... NBA playoffs. Um, where'd the Pirates come from? They're in first place in the National League Central. What's going? And look at the Pirates have only scored seventy-two runs this entire season. That's compared to one twenty-eight for the Cardinals, one eighteen for the Brewers, and one ten for the Cubs. They've only scored seventy-two runs, and yet they've only given up seventy-one runs. Has their their pitching obviously has been just off the chart. It's very good. I don't know if it can last. They, I don't think the Pirates have enough offense. They just had a collision the other day. They lost two starters. They remember they went out and got Chris Archer last year, and it didn't give them the bump for the rest of the season like they thought it would. But now they're starting to see it. it, it but a run differential of one. When it's that low, yeah. I don't know which runs per game will go up faster, the ones given up or the ones scored. I would guess the ones given up. Um, and All right, here we go. Cardinals are in second place now. Brewers have dropped down to third place. Now it's only um, – uh, It's time a, to panic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all in percentages. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a 600 winning percentage. St. Louis at 59, and the Brewers are down to 54. They're one game out. Uh, but, I mean, you look at this, uh, minus 10 in their run differential. They've given up 128 and scored 118. You don't want to be underwater on that, and they are. No, but last night they were outscored by eight. So, going into last night, they were only outscored two. Um, it, it, again, we've been pointing out since March, the schedule. It's all Dodgers and Cardinals. And Cubs and I mean, it will get easier after after the start of May. But right after this, this little stretch where they get through with the Cardinals, they play the Mets, and Mets are 12 and 10, but the Mets pitching is pretty good too mm-hmm. with DeGrom if he's healthy. You know, he's having some issues. But apparently he's going to be, from what I read, he will be able to pitch Friday. And then they've got Syndergaard. So the uh, – this, this is way, 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 way too early to panic, but the Brewers do have some seeming holes right now that you hope they can patch up. Well, Travis Shaw hit a home run last night in the ninth inning. You wonder if that will be a kick start for him. Aguilar is scuffling horribly. Is it time to put Thames in there after what well, happened over the weekend? Thames started last night. They were facing a righty. I don't know if they're going to go to a platoon thing now or if that was just scheduled. 
Right. At some point, you got to keep Aguilar in there so he can start to get hot. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a real juggling thing. The bullpen is kind of a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Haters human all of a sudden, which you expect him to be at some point. They they had the plan going into this year included two guys who are out for the year. Yep. So that knocked them down. Now the starting pitching, you get one guy sent down, another one's on the injured list. Chase Anderson comes out of the bullpen. So there's one more bullpen piece. Junior Guerra's on bereavement leave. There's another bullpen piece. Jake Petrichka has, he's already been called up and sent down four or five times. And I'm sure as soon as somebody else gets healthy, right back down to the mud. He's their version of Christian Wood. That's what Wood was doing. He was the yo-yo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Coming up at 11 o'clock, we're going to, Normally, we do Rain Man on Tuesday, but Thunder's out. He'll be back later in the week. I think we're going to do it later in the week. But I'm going to give you a little trivia and see how you do based upon what happened in years past in Bucks playoff history. So we'll do that coming up. And Tom Hodricourt, uh, Hodricourt will join us at uh, 1120 from St. Louis to get the latest on the Brewers. And we wrap up the hour this way. It's time for two minutes inside the head of Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea we've ever had. What do you think you're going to impress with that crap? Well, Inside Ted's Head brought to you by Stromowski Heating, the exclusive home of True 24. You'll never pay extra for service just because your furnace decided to crap out at night over the weekend or on a holiday. Look no further than Stromowski.com. In the state of Washington, the legislature is considering a bill that would legalize human composting. They are calling it natural organic reduction. (laughs) This is Orwellian. This is from 1984 in terms of language. Uh, So this is how it's, this is a brave new world now. Uh, You wake up one morning and granny has passed. And by mid-afternoon, she's mixed in with the mulch, helping the petunias grow. Ah, granny, thank you for the flowers. Well, when you think about it, how many people did you say there are on this planet? A nine billion. You're going to run out of space to put them all in the ground. Hey, that's why in New Orleans, they just put them above the ground. Because they can't bury them under the ground there. It's odd. All right, that's the first hour. How about let's uh, not touch this? Can't touch this. I keep looking on Twitter. When are we going to know the schedule? I want to know when the game is. Have you seen anything? You're I on. have not. I don't know when the games are. Well, they're juggling a lot of stuff, you know. Well, surely by now they know. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> uh, okay, again, yeah, still nothing. This is good radio. We're we're listening to uh, Hammer and scrolling on Twitter. I could picture the Bucks playing this in the locker room. Let's say they beat the Celtics. Yeah. Can't touch this. All right, hour number two of the crossover on 97.3 The Game with TNT. Ted Needles and Ty coming up next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. This is the crossover. Just listen. So everybody right now, please welcome Dan Needles, Needles, Ted Davis, Davis, and Mitch Thunder Nellis. That is us. And we're back on a Tuesday. Here on 97.3, the game. This is the crossover with TNT, Ted Needles, and Ty. We just call him Magnum. That's his name. Ty Magnum. Guy's got an air name just built in. But we want to keep the TNT thing going, although uh, Ted Needles and Magnum. I think that sounds good, too. All right, uh, this is Hour 2. Tom Hodricourt. TNM. Tom Hodricourt will join us at 1120. He's in St. Louis. And uh, come on, tell me when the games are going to be. All right, uh, hopefully we'll have that before the uh, uh, show is over. Uh, NBA on ESPN, the Bucks tied the 86 Lakers for the second highest point differential in a series sweep in NBA postseason history, plus 95, plus 95 in four games. Now, as a cautionary tale, the 86 Lakers did not win the championship. No. That was the Celtics. They lost to the Rockets on the Ralph Sampson shot. Oh, yeah, I remember that, that over-the-head flip that just went in. Yeah. What what did the Bucks finish with last night? Was it 119? 127. Yeah, it was 127, 104. Okay. Because in the first three games, they scored 119, 120, and 121. Yeah. That's, it's hard to beat. I, I don't care if you're the uh, Nuggets of 1982 or whatever, when they averaged like 120 a game, you're not going to... You're not going to outscore that. No, and this is the thing that I, if you're Boston, you're going to have to ugly this thing up, and you're going to have to try to slow it down. I mean, the one game Boston played in Milwaukee was the formula that they want. The pace was at their pace that night. The mm-hmm. final score was 98-97. And one of the few times this year that the Bucks were held under 100 points. It was under 10 times. That's what Boston has to do. They have to find a way to make it ugly, make it kind of a slow grind. They're going to be physical. They're going to hit Giannis a lot on the theory that they're not going to call everything and we're going to get away with some stuff. And Giannis is going to shoot a lot of free throws. What did he shoot last night? 19? And, oh, by the way, after missing free throws in the first half and dropping down below 50% at the line for the series, in the second half he hits 11 of 12. So we figured it out, mm-hmm. which that was good. Well, the more you get to the line, yeah, the, the rep- more comfortable you get. Repetition. Um, the Celtics will, if they if they muck it up, like you said, kind of like Detroit, they were going to give hard fouls to Giannis. Mm-hmm. 
Last night they did they just plain ran out of fouls. For Boston, besides Horford, Aaron Baines can use his he's, six. He's kind of a a hack machine. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Tice, the big German. Another hack machine. He can use his six fouls. So I'm thinking, do they put Horford on Lopez? In the, I'm trying to remember. I know in the game here, Horford guarded Giannis a lot. He's, he's got the, I wouldn't say he's got the quickness, but compared to the other big men they have, he would seem to have more of a ability to stay with Giannis. Yep. But they can't afford to lose him because of fouls. And um, without Marcus Smart, um, you know that that's a loss for the Celtics. But if the, if the Bucks can score in the 110 range, they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna score 120 or 125 like they have against the Pistons because the Celtics are a better defensive team. If the Bucks can score in the 110 range, they're gonna win this series. What, what was the season series? Two one, uh, Bucks. And the one they lost was in Boston or here? It was in Boston. There were two in Boston, one here. Okay. And it was early in the season. Didn't they make like a 20-some three-pointers? It was some ridiculous they amount made, of three-pointers. They made 24. Boston yeah. did. Tied the uh, franchise record for an opponent with 24 threes in the game. And with that, the Bucks only lost 117-113. And I mentioned this last week. There was a play late in the game where the Bucks were down one. Giannis breaks along the baseline. And he goes up for a right-hand reverse, and I think it's going in. That would have put the Bucks up one late. And the ball got up on the rim and just kind of rolled around like it does sometimes and fell off, and it didn't go in. And then they got the ball. Bucks had to foul. They hit free throws, and that was the game. So the Bucks easily could have been 3-0 and against the Celtics. They won the game here rather handily. I think it was 120-107, to something like that. Uh, so, look, I've said at the top of this thing, I don't see a team in the East that I have confidence that the that they can beat the Bucks four times in seven games. That's going to be hard to do, mm-hmm. unless there's an injury or the Bucks just have two games in a row where they can't score. But the thing about the Bucks right now is, okay, you're Detroit the other night, and you play Giannis in Game Three as well as you can play him. He has 14 points. Guess what? You still lose by what 16. So there you are. And Tony Snell, he played, what, the final minute of game three? And like the last minute of game four. But he's getting healthier. Yeah. Which can help. He's not going to go back to playing a huge role. Right. But it's minutes off the bench, and then Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, hopefully come back some point of this series. I think the fact that it went shorter instead of, another two games or so, may delay Brogdon's return until maybe the middle part of the series. Had it gone seven games with the Pistons, that buys him another week until the second round, but they wrapped it up. So we'll see. Uh, so he comes back, and now Miritich is hitting shots again. It's an embarrassment of riches some nights. And then late in the game, D.J. Wilson comes in, he hits a three, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the, the one guy that people will always overlook – I shouldn't say everybody because he's he's got a growing fan club. Is Pat Connaughton, who was a real key in this series, very key. And he up until I don't know if he finished with the most minutes. I doubt it, but he was averaging the most minutes through a couple of games yeah. for any buck. Yeah, that that's a guy who wasn't 
for a big part of the year, he wasn't one of the top seven, eight, no. nine guys. Out of the rotation for a while. And then with the injuries, he got a chance, and he's made the most of it. All right, that was the first time since uh, 1983 that the Bucks had swept a seven-game series. And in 83, they did it against the Boston Celtics. They won at the Mecca to wrap it up uh, 107-93 to over the Celtics. How many players can you name that were in that game? This is our little mini Rain Man version that we're going to do the regular Rain Man later in the week. All right, for the Celtics, I know I, I feel like McHale was injured but was playing. Came off the bench, yeah. So that's a good memory. He was uh, he was there. Bird, Bird Parrish. Parrish. Uh, the backcourt, I, I, was it DJ and Ainge yet? No, it no. would have been it was Ainge. Buckner. It was Ainge. Nate Arch? No, Archibald. Was Archibald was on that he team. He was still? Very good. Okay. Oh, Rayman's doing good here. Uh, Jerry Cease? Nope. Jerry Cease? Not yet. Nope. Okay. Nope. Greg Kite? Nope, not yet. He was a later big white dork. Uh, Scott Wedman? Yes. All right. Uh, Fred Roberts? Uh, he was not on that team. Buckner was. You named him. Buckner was yeah. on that team. Came off the bench. So you've got one, two. Did you say Maxwell? No, I didn't. Cornbread. Cornbread. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got seven so far. Uh, Gerald Henderson? You got eight. He was. It was Henderson and Ainge started that game in the backcourt. With Bird, Maxwell, and Parrish, because McHale was hurt, they brought him off the bench. He had Tiny Archibald, Scott Wedman. You mentioned Buckner. And I'll give you a hint. Oh, ML Carr. I'm waving a towel. One of the great towel wavers of all time. ML yeah. Carr was on that team. And Rick Roby, who played at Kentucky. He was the other big white. All right, so now the Bucks. You uh, Can you remember their starting? Marcus. Marcus was on that team. Sydney. Sydney was the starter. Bob Lanier Bob still? Lanier started. Okay. Paul Pressey. Paul Pressey. One more starter. And I, I, I don't know why they started this lineup, but... Um. It was past the days of Mickey Johnson. Alton Lister was yes, still there. That was the starting five. Very okay. good. Man, Rain Man's on fire today. It was Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, Lanier, Lister, and Pressey. Starting Lanier and Lister together was interesting because they were both centers. Yeah. Uh, Winters was still there, Junior. Winters and uh, Junior Bridgman. Those two guys came off the bench. I mean, think about that. Uh, Harvey Catchings. Some guy named Charlie Cross. I don't remember. Charlie Chris. Charlie Chris, okay. He was like 5'8 at the most. Little guy. Bill Ford. Oh, yeah. Out of North Carolina. Yeah. Very end of his career. And Paul Mokeski. Big Mo. <laughs> Randy Brewer, not there yet. Not there yet. So, okay, the the that team went 51 and 31 that year. And that was the 76ers fo 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 year with Moses Malone. Fo fo fo. We're gonna go fo fo fo. Well, they went four five four. That series actually went five games, but uh the Bucks lost. And here's the thing that I looked at the box score. The two teams in that game on May 2nd, 1983, attempted a total of three three pointers <laughs> and made none. Wow. If Larry Bird would have played in today's NBA, he would have he would have averaged probably 28, 29. Yeah points a game because of the three-pointers. He, he would, would have stepped out another yeah, foot. Yeah, he could do it. There's no question he could do it. So, all right, that's a little uh, little mini Rain Man we did, and we'll be doing uh, the real Rain Man later in the week in order to give you a chance to win some uh, some food from Cousin Subs, the proud sponsor of our Rain Man segment. Uh, in this hour, 
We have the Spring Green Cash Contest, a nationwide contest from iHeartMedia. All you have to do is listen for the keyword. When you hear the keyword, you text 200-200, and you might win $1,000. It is that easy. Again, there's a lot of legal stuff that I don't want to deal with. You'll hear it coming up in just a bit. When we come back, we'll go to St. Louis. Tom Hodricourt is there covering the Brewers. He is our baseball insider, and he'll join us next. Oh, this is uh, this was 2001? Yeah, good U2 song. All right, that's going to take us to the break on 97.3 The Game. This is the crossover with TNT. Look outside, Ted. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day, yes. Very good. Yes, I, I could not identify the title. You did. Way to go, Rain Man. Pull that out of your, your you-know-what. Back after this. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck. Another hit from 2001. This is Nelly. That was a hit in 2001, last time the Bucks advanced in the NBA playoffs. Tom Hodricourt has joined us from St. Louis. He's our baseball insider covering the Brewers. The Brewers and the Cardinals go at it again tonight. I know in a playoff series, when it goes seven games, the two teams get sick of each other. Are the Brewers and Cardinals sick of each other yet, Tom? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, if they're not, they have two more games to get there. Um, it's been crazy how many times they've played in the first three weeks of the season. These are divisional opponents, and so you usually like to spread out the divisional play and then try to have some games in the last month that might mean something. But the Brewers and the Cardinals are playing 10 times in April, and then they won't see each other again until August. So I'm not sure what the thinking is there behind the uh, behind that scheduling, but um, it's, it's just... You know, the last two weeks, the only teams they played is the Dodgers and the Cardinals. And so, uh, as far as we know, there's just three teams in the league, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, and St. Louis. You know, Christian Yelich is never going to get to 100 home runs if he doesn't hit one on the road. I know. I know. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. They probably, the Cardinals probably sprayed champagne in the clubhouse last night, not because they won the game, <laughs> but because he went 0 for 4. 13 home runs. I don't know what that would realistically average out to for an entire season. But I got to believe, although we didn't, after the last Cardinals series, I know you wrote about it, whether or not the Cardinals would give the Barry Bonds treatment to Yelich. Um, they went right after him last night. But have you sensed they're pitching him differently yet? like nibbling the corners a little bit more, trying to get him to swing at a bad pitch? Well, I know the scouting report on him is to try to pitch him up and in, and that's the scouting report on a lot of hitters. 
up and in with fastballs, down and away with breaking balls. That's generally the way you pitch hitters that are good hitters. Uh, and the Dodgers last year in the NLCS pitched them up and in a lot and were effective with that. But, you know, pitchers make mistakes. And uh, when Cardinal pitchers have made mistakes, he's made them pay for it. And, you know, Goldschmidt's doing the same thing to the Brewers, you know. He hits a home run almost every game against them. So, uh, you know, Goldschmidt likes facing Milwaukee, and Yelich likes facing St. Louis. Joined by Tom Hodricourt, he's our baseball insider. He's coming to us from St. Louis, where the Cardinals and Brewers play again tonight. They had Thames in the starting lineup. Of course, that was a, a platoon thing with the, the pitching matchup. But he smashes that home run on Sunday to tie the game on Easter Sunday, and Aguilar is struggling so badly. What do they do at first base there? Do they give Thames more looks, or do they be patient with Aguilar? Well, I think against right-handed pitching, you'll start seeing Thames play more. He's a left-handed hitter. Against left-handed pitching, um, I think they'll still give Aguilar starts. You know, you, you don't give up on a hitter that played the All-Star team last year and hit 35 home runs and, a and with 100 ARBIs. You don't give up on a hitter like that overnight. But he needs to get going. And more importantly, he needs to hit a home run. It's semi-amazing that he hasn't hit a home run yet because it's sort of what he does for a living. It's home runs and so. He hasn't been able to do the thing that got him in the lineup to start with. So, I, you know, he's obviously pressing now, and he keeps seeing that zero up there on the board next to home runs. And so he just needs to hit a home run, and I think maybe then he'll be able to exhale, relax, and maybe he'll hit a whole bunch after that. But he's, he's, you know, it's just amazing that we're getting towards the end of the month now, and he has no home run. A guy, this guy's a big slugger. You would think a pitcher would make a mistake right down the middle and he would hammer it, but he hasn't been able to do that yet. Tom, I don't know if you're aware of social media, if you get any suggestions from fans that the Brewers should do something with their pitching staff because the season's almost over. And, ah. you know, um, I'm being facetious. Obviously, you've right. seen a ton of that. What is the Brewers' response been from David Stern? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, they had a pitching plan coming into this year, and it's gotten upset by um, inconsistency and injury. Uh, the injury to Freddie Peralta, which not come out of the rotation, and the inconsistency that sent Corbin Burns down the AAA. But I don't think they're ready to give up on a pitching plan that they had all winter right now. I think Peralta is not expected to miss that much time, and he'll get back in the rotation. And they and it made it sound like Burns – who I think threw uh, some good innings last night for San Antonio, that his stay down there would not be very long. Yeah, I think they just needed him to catch his breath and you know, go somewhere without some pressure for a couple of weeks. So I don't think they're ready to give up on that plan yet. You know, Zach Davies has pitched well. Um, Jolie Chassin, their best pitcher from last year, hadn't gotten going yet, but he's a typically a slow starter. But they need to start getting some um, decent innings at the start of games, their starters were putting them behind early. They did it again last night. Of course, that was Adrian Hauser's first major league start. So, you know, it's uh, you, you never know what you're going to get with a guy start making his first start. But they've got to stop playing from behind, you know. And so they need some starters to step up and start helping out their uh, offense a little bit by giving them a chance. You know, Christian Yelich can't hit two or three home runs every game. you got to hold the other team down. And, you know, last night – 
Well, Flaherty was just mowing him down. Then all of a sudden, boom, 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 they hit some home runs and scored some runs off of him. But then the game got away, you know, out of the bullpen. So they just, you know, they're just giving up too many runs. And they need to do a better job of stopping that. And we'll see how it goes. If they decide they need to make any exterior moves, uh, if you, you generally don't give up on your pitching plan this early in the season, and and I don't think they will either. Any chance they take a flyer on Gio Gonzalez? Probably depends on what he wants money-wise. You know, I think they touched base with him, and you know, before he signed that minor league deal with the Yankees, and thought his demands were a little too high. So, you know, whether he's willing to, you know, bring his price down now that he's been pitching in the minor leagues with the Yankees and got free of his contract, I don't know. You know, it's I don't think they have a ton of extra money in their budget, and I know they like keeping flexibility for later in the year. But Stearns' modus operandi is to kick the tires on everything. And I'm sure they'll check in with him. He's uh, Gio Gonzalez recently uh, fired his agent, Scott Boris, and hired CAA. And the Brewers have done business with both of those agencies. So I would imagine Stearns will check in just to see uh, what he has in mind. But I don't think they're ready to pay a lot of money from the outside right now. So... We'll see. I mean, he pitched good for me last September. You know, they went 5-0 and in the start, so he does have, you know, that, that nice little one-month track record with him. But uh, it's it, it always, you know, the player always dictates those moves by what he's asking for. It's why Kimbrell and Keuchel are still out on the market. They're obviously asking for more than teams are willing to pay him. And, and asking for more than all 30 teams are willing to pay him, not just the Brewers. Joined by Tom Hodricourt, our baseball insider. How's the book sale going? Uh, your book is out, Special Brew. It's available at uh, wherever you get books. Yeah, we uh, we had a book signing Friday night uh, at Miller Park uh, in the team store behind Hill Play. It went very well. So I thank all the people who stopped by and bought books and had me sign them. We're going to have some more signings in the area. Um, some things are in the works now, and you can still order the book on Amazon Books. So uh, we're sort of just getting going with it, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, getting some more books in people's hands and having some more signings. And So I'll keep you guys abreast of that. Uh, Who, who's writing a book on the Bucks? Yeah, I know. Somebody should write a book uh, on uh, that. Yeah. Boy, that's the I, – I tell you, there's looks like, the, you know, depending on what happens – but just what they're doing now, I mean, I'd like to sign up for the Giannis book. <laughs> yeah. uh, so how does St. Louis rank on your cities uh, to visit? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, well, I'm not there. Um, okay. Sorry about that uh, mis- misperception. I'm not there. Todd Rosak's covering that series. Um, so I'm not, I'm not there now. I'm picking them up in New York. Uh, it's okay. There's not a lot going on downtown there. Uh, you have to sort of pick your shots down there. Um, it's an urban ballpark and, uh, the downtown area has some ups and has had some ups and downs in recent years. So, uh, but there, it's incredible when they play, um, games there because the whole city fills up with red, you know, they sell out just about every game and they're all wearing red. It's almost like going to a Nebraska football game. I mean, these people really get behind their teams. So there's always a lot of activity when the team's in town, but, um, there's not a ton to do there. It's only so many times you can go up in the arch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I've been up there enough times. So <laughs> if you're claustrophobic, I probably wouldn't recommend that. All right, Tom, uh, enjoy your uh, day and appreciate it. 
Okay, you guys take care. All right, Tom Hodricourt has joined us. He's our baseball insider. You can find his work in, uh, in, the, in the Journal Sentinel and at jsonline.com. So it, it's kind of weird that St. Louis, I don't know where they are market-wise in the country. It's probably around 15, yeah, maybe, top middle 20. Of the pack, yeah. Of they the, only have two major pro sports teams. They've failed in basketball. And football. They failed football twice. Yeah. Yeah, they're a hockey town and a baseball town. And that's it. Uh, on this date in 1954, Hank Aaron hit his first career home run. How about that? It was with the Milwaukee Braves. 65 years ago. Wow. Uh, so anyway, he went on to hit 755. That was it? Yes. That's the number? 755? Still the record. Forget Barry Bonds. I know. It's, he's the home run champ. All right. Um, come on, NBA. What's the, what's the holdup here? I kind of wanted to know my schedule before I got off the air. I don't think it's going to happen. What do we got? 30 minutes? I don't think it's going to happen. Well, what is the... What would be the reason they would wait? They're 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 waiting on some of the other series to end. They don't want to start too soon. Maybe. Um, I kind of got the feeling that if, if if they played Sunday, that that might be an attractive enough matchup because of Giannis and because of Boston's market size that they might do that as the ABC afternoon game at two thirty. But then if they've got a game seven. Of another series, they would probably go that way. And what would go seven? I don't see one that uh, San Antonio, Denver, Denver maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't think anything else is going to go no. seven. You know the the networks are salivating after Golden State Houston. That's right. the one they're going to fight over. Right. And if there's going to be a primetime game or an afternoon game, that would probably be it. Probably. But. You know, Golden State Clippers, if that's still going on this weekend, they might choose that as your ABC game. Can't see that happening. No, I can't see that happening either. All right, uh, when we come back, I got a lot of little odds and ends stuff that I want to get to. And Miggy Cabrera. There's a story about Miggy Cabrera that I want to share. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Miggy, 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 Miggy Cabrera. Saw this in the Detroit paper. That's an actual paper. You young people out there, you don't know that sound. That's the snapping of an actual newspaper. All right, we'll come back and wrap up the show. Uh, The double team with uh, Dario and uh, Bob coming up at the top of the hour. This is 97.3 The Game. This is the crossover. And this is a hit from 2001, right? Okay, who's this? Shaggy. Shaggy, okay. I'm hip. This is Shaggy himself right there, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of uh, typecast into that uh, one thing with that kind of a voice. Uncle Cracker was that way too, wasn't he? Had that sort of one voice that could only do one thing. All right, back after this on 97.3 The Game with the crossover TNT. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Desperate for changing. Starving for truth. Closer to where I started We're chasing after you I'm falling even more in love with you Another hit from 2001 This is Lifehouse Last time the Bucks advanced to the second round This was a hit The two big movies that year Were Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone The first movie of nine <laughs> And Shrek, the original Shrek Came out in 2001. Uh, we've got some news that doesn't have any, anything to do with sports, but uh, what did you report over there that Joe Bartolotta? Yeah, Joe Bartolotta passed away in his sleep at the age of 60, the co-founder of the Bartolotta restaurant. Wow. Uh, I'm sure many people have eaten at all of his restaurants. The, the Bucks, for years, had their Christmas party at Lake Park Bistro. Uh, I've been to events at Bacchus. Mr. B's Steakhouse, and they run that uh, seafood place down by Discovery World, right? Harbor House? Yeah, I that's theirs? So. That's true. Wow, that's yeah, that's shocking. 60. 60. Oh, that hits close to home. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, there's that. Um, so yesterday I'm in uh, Detroit, and I get this. It's all the newspaper people. Yeah. And I actually had it in my hands. And so I looked at a headline at the bottom. Up at the top, they had a headline, Griffin allays fears will be ready for Pistons game four. Didn't matter. All right, now at the bottom, here's this headline. Judge, Miggy's kids with mistress deserve better. So many things right there. So I read, in the end, the law came down on the side of the children. Detroit Tiger slugger Miguel Cabrera, who's known as Miggy, who for five years led a double life with a mistress in Florida and fathered two children with her, has been ordered to provide those children with the same lifestyle and opportunities enjoyed by the children from his marriage. This has been the sticking point in an 18-month-old slugfest in a Florida courtroom between the millionaire baseball player and his former lover. He apparently had this relationship with an Orlando woman uh, and they had two kids together, and he had a family in Michigan and a family in Florida, and when he would go on the road, the Florida family would come join him and be his road family, and then when he got home, he had his home family, and then uh, the court finds that the children should have the same opportunities that the father provides to his three children with his wife, according to the judge. So there was that. Put a piece of gum on it, huh? Uh, at some point, uh, let's see, following the birth of the second child, the mother of the second family in Florida became increasingly incensed by the father's refusal to leave his wife or her. Well, who could have seen that coming? Wow, that's a shocker. And so now it's in court. So here's what, uh, Miggy had to pay. This is Miggy, Miggy Rodriguez. This is from the article. He will now pay the Florida woman $20,000 a month. A month. In child support, that's twelve times a year. What is that? Over two million? Two hundred forty thousand. Twenty, yeah, twenty, two hundred thousand a year, a, a month, 
a year, 2000 200,000 a year. Okay. I'm bad at math. Uh in addition to the $20,000 a month Rodriguez will have to pay for other stuff such as private Cabrera. school uh, Cabrera. Yeah, Cabrera well, well oh, to support Rodriguez for her specific expenditures, the 20,000 is for her. This is the woman. Cabrera will also have to pay for such things as private schooling, health care, extracurricular activities, and prescriptions. So then there's an add-on to there. But there's more. Uh, he will pay off the woman's mortgage. That's a million dollars Okay. by July 1. But there's more. Here's my favorite. He will provide the children of the Florida woman with unblocked annual passes to Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and the Orlando Science Center. See, now that is something that the family in Michigan probably won't get because they live in Michigan. <laughs> Maintain a $5 million life insurance policy to benefit both children until the youngest child turns 18. Pay off the unpaid child support that he hasn't paid since May 1. That's 90000 And pay the Orlando woman's attorney fees, which is 51000 this all adds up for Miggy. Condoms. I've always, you know, I've always wanted to have like an economic lesson for all professional athletes or just men in general, but especially athletes. You do one of those pie charts because that always gets your attention. And then you show how much it costs to get a package of condoms at Walgreens or CVS. And if you have a coupon, you might even get a bargain there. So that part of the pie will be this little sliver right there, just this little sliver right there. And then the whole big other pie, like almost the whole pie is child support. And you just point with a pointer and go, which one makes more sense? You can always have your agent or lackey run to the store and get them. (laughs) Yes. Um, Ted. Yeah. On this day in 1970, actually today is, what's the date? Today 23rd? is April 23rd, I think. Okay, so this is a day old. It was yesterday. Um, Tom Seaver struck out 19 Padres. He struck out the last 10 batters of the game. Wow. Which is something I don't think we'll ever see again because nobody pitches a complete game, right. much not, less strikes yeah. out the last 10 batters. But that's that's way down on the list of today. Historical thing. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Hank Aaron already. Yeah. Hank Aaron had his first home run of his career on this date in 1954 as a member of the Milwaukee Braves at County Stadium. And on this day, April 3rd, 2005, this happened. With the 24th selection in the 2005 NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Aaron Rodgers, quarterback in California. Rodgers had slipped to number 24 to the Packers in 14 seasons. Rodgers has played in nine more games than Alex Smith, who was taken number one, has 13 more wins, 11,589 more passing yards, 114 more TDs, two more league MVPs, and one more Super Bowl ring than Alex Smith, who was taken number one. So that was on this day. You know, we we had a uh, text earlier from Don Not Brookfield. Can either of you think of any missteps that the current Bucks ownership or management has made since purchasing the team? And you think about, um, yeah, I mean, there was the, the whole 
getting to John Horst as the GM was clumsy publicly. I think they got it right because he's been very good, but it appeared he was like their third or fourth choice. The firing of Larry Drew is kind of clumsy because he was there for the news conference of Jabari Parker. The Jabari Parker thing was a little clumsy. These are little blips way down here that have had absolutely no effect on the train rolling upwards. For the most part, they've been hitting everything out of the yard. I can tell you that there was a move made in the summer that when it happened, I kind of went, oh, okay, I mean, he's okay. I mean, I think he'll help. It's when they signed Brooke Lopez. I didn't realize how good of a player Brooke Lopez was. You don't really appreciate it until you see him play every day. And I can make the argument that he's the second most valuable player on the Bucks behind Giannis. You look at the way he rim protects. He and Giannis are a force. They blocked nine shots in the game last night. Lopez had five. He's had ten blocked shots in the last two games. He doesn't jump that high, but he just gets good position, puts his hands up, protects the rim, and doesn't foul very often in doing that. He's the best stretch five in the game today. He's what every team is looking for. He is a good locker room guy. He hits 84% at the line. He is a average rebounder when you look at his numbers, only four per game. But the Bucks went from 30th in the league to first in the rebounding, and he's a big part of it. I can make the, for three million dollars a year this year. That was the steal of the offseason. The reason I brought that up. Think of all the missteps on that draft day when Aaron Rodgers was taken. Yeah. All those guys that a team had to have. And if they would have selected Rodgers, it would have turned their franchise around. Not immediately. If he had gone to a place where he had to play right away like Alex Smith, his career might have turned out differently because he needed a lot of fine-tuning with the way he threw the ball with everything else. And he got that chance in Green Bay. But if you go through the list of the guys that were selected ahead of him, just astounding yep. how much better he is than all those guys taken ahead of him. And this happened in 2005. All right, uh, did you see that Russell Wilson gave his O-line a present? No. He gave them $12,000 worth of Amazon stock. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'd take that. Guys buy watches or something like that. Uh, 13 in all, so there were th- he had 13 offensive linemen that he gave the stock to. So $12,000 worth of Amazon stock. And if it continues to grow the way you think Amazon will continue to grow because they are going to take over the world and eat everything one day, eat up everything, that's pretty good. That's like 166 shares of stock. Yeah, and just watch it grow. Uh, 156. All right, I want 156. Yeah, we're not good at My math. math is not good. We're not good at math here. That's uh, why we're in radio. Sabrina tweeted in, I like the 1981 throwback music better than the 2001 throwback music. Great show, though. Listen to Ted on radio last night for the Bucks win. Hashtag round two. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And here's the kind of side benefit of them advancing. Um, I'm going to be the only local broadcast now because it goes to the networks. Fox Sports Wisconsin can't do beyond the first round. So it'll be TNT or ESPN. And then locally... It's just me now. So you've got choices. I understand that. But if you want, I know in 2001, I got this a lot. They started watching the national broadcast and they got tired of the slanted 
pro Philly thing, and they went back and listened to me. So that's your choice. All right, let's wrap it up. It's time for two minutes inside the head of Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea we've ever had. What do you think you're going to impress with that crap? Well, we impressed Stromowski Heating. They sponsor Inside Ted's Head. Brought to you by Stromowski Heating, the exclusive home of True 24. You'll never pay for extra service just because your furnace decided to crap out at night over the weekend or on a holiday. Look no further than Stromowski.com. Uh, in Michigan, the Bucks held a shoot-around and a practice at a suburban high school north of Detroit. The high school was called Seaholm High School, and they're called the Maples, like the tree. And the logo is an S with a maple leaf on it. And they also have a school slogan. It's plastered on the walls. And here it is. Be brave. Be humble. Be the forest. Oh, heavy. Be a tree. Be brave. Be humble. Be the forest. My high school, Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas, home of the Plainsman, also had a slogan. It read, graduate and get the hell out. <laughs> Go Plainsman. How is this a forest brave? People come in and chop down the trees and they have no defense. <laughs> I just looked at that and I went, wow, okay, be a tree. If you're in... The trees, can't you not see anything because you can't see the trees for the forest? There you go. I'm confused. But be brave. Be humble. Just remember this today. Say this as you go through today. Be brave. Be humble. Be the forest. Not the Easter Bunny. All right. That's uh, it for today. That's the show. I hope by the time we get here tomorrow, we're going to know when game one is. Because I'm, I'm antsy. I want to know. Me too. All right. Uh, by the way, tickets are on sale for that round right now at Bucks.com. You can go to Bucks.com slash playoffs. Just go there right now. Jump online. All right. How much time do we have here? 30 seconds. Coming up, it is the double team with Drew. Not Drew. Dario and Bob. Drew and KB are in the morning. We will be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. to do this again on 97.3 The Game, the crossover with TNT, Ted, Needles, and Tie. Have yourself a good day. This one is in the bank and earning interest. I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words Or ancient melodies He turned to me as if to say Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.